0: Hello and welcome to Colchester's 2019 Town Plan Audio Experience. For those who could not make it out to our Colchester Planning Commission meetings, we hope to provide you with a brief takeaway of what you missed. At the November 7th meeting, Director of Public Works Brian Osborne talked about the Mallets Bay Sewer Project and discussed plans for the future with the public. Check it out.
1: Thanks for having me here to talk a little bit about the Mallets Bay Sewer Project. Over the last, I would say, probably three or four months, we've been traveling around to what we consider to be some of the key stakeholders of the project. We've had several meetings in front of the select board. We've met with the school board over at the school district, CCDC, uh, Recreation Advisory Board, and then tonight with the Planning Commission and the DRB. Other future stops are the Conservation Commission, Stormwater Advisory Committee, otherwise known as the SWAC, Our local legislators the mallets bay property owners that will be within the proposed wastewater service area and then as well the the general public or the entire community and lots of other groups and people along the way but these are some of the major stakeholder groups that we wanted to uh, touch base with as we continue developing this project so just wanted to talk a little bit about why are we even talking about sewers. For some of you, you've been around for years and you've heard the discussion of sewers for literally decades, for others it might be a, a newer item, and why are we looking at that? And Really, it's been an integral part of virtually every major planning document that the town has ever done. And I've listed a number of the, uh, the key planning documents, uh, not the least of which is the, the town plan or the town master plan that uh, sewers has been referenced in for Mallets Bay. There's also some state plans that make reference to this, most notably the Northern Lake Champlain Tactical Basin Plan. And then as well, there was a a project determination by the Watershed Management Division of the DEC that we do have uh, dry weather uh, flow pollution points in Mallets Bay that are uh, causing a bacteria contamination of the bay. And as we know uh, from the Integrated Water Resources Management Plan, a significant portion of that bacteria in Mallets Bay is of a human origin uh, coming from failed septic systems. The goals and objectives of sewering the bay really have not changed for decades. It's really about addressing the failing on-site wastewater systems and improving and protecting water quality in the bay going forward. The proposed service area is essentially Inner Mallets Bay. It's this pink shaded area. The service area is comprised of all the properties or parcels of land that have frontage on the sewer corridor. The sewer corridor is West Lakeshore Drive from the Prim Road intersection back to Bayside, all of East Lakeshore Drive, and then Goodsell Point. The wastewater treatment option that we're proposing to use is the Airport Parkway Treatment Facility in the city of South Burlington. This is a plant that, uh, that probably 95% of the town's current wastewater flows from our existing system flow to and are treated under an existing intermunicipal agreement that's been in place for almost 30 years. So uh, we looked at how we're going to connect these two locations, both the service area and the treatment option, and what we're proposing as a part of this project is to lay a high pressure force main up the Blakely Road corridor uh, to connect the two, uh, beginning at the Bayside intersection and then proceeding easterly along the corridor to Severance Corners where we would tie into the existing gravity sewer system that uh, ultimately flows to the city of South Burlington take a real quick look at some of the preliminary project estimate information as well as various project funding sources that we'll be applying to this project. We're currently working with a project estimate of about 13.5, 13.6 million. That is a number that's going to change. It's It's going to continue to be changing as we further define the project and refine it. We're really at this point coming out of the conceptual planning stage and actually going into, let's say, I would characterize it as 30% design plans. And we will see this number go up and down a little bit as we continue to refine the project. I've listed what we envision to be the primary funding sources of this project. Really the centerpiece of this suite of funding is the Clean Water SRF, or State Revolving Loan Fund. This is a uh, 2% loan over 30 years. A subset of that will be uh, the Clean water loan subsidy, we have a little over $400,000 in loan subsidy. I think the easiest way to understand that money is is basically a grant. So it's $400,000 of money we have available to us. We have a pollution control grant uh, that will fund 20% of the project cost. So at our current project estimate, that equates to about $2.7 million in grant funds. Uh, Again, that's a number that's gonna continue to move. That's, That's a number that we hope does move up Uh, We don't want to see the project estimate move up, but we would like to see this move up. And we'll continue to refine that number as we go forward. We're also proposing to use both current and future local option tax funds as a part of this project. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. And then finally, user fees or fees paid by those properties that are actually connected to the sewer system within the Mallets Bay service area. When we talk about or look at the projected sewer costs for property owners in Mallets Bay, They will consist of both debt cost and user cost, which is pretty typical. That's kind of how the existing sewer system is made up. Debt costs are related to the capital cost of constructing the sewer system and paying the long-term debt is where the user costs are those that fund the ongoing operation and maintenance of running the sewer system and maintaining it. So I'm going to start by talking about the debt cost first. Uh, There's more pieces to that. And to begin that discussion, I want to talk about Uh, how we're proposing to use the local options tax funds. So the first part of that is using existing lot funds, if I can call them that for simplicity, to fund the installation of all the service laterals within the sewer project. These are all the individual service lines that connect all the properties to the sewer main. The sewer services are estimated to cost about $1.7 million dollars Why we're proposing to do it this way is that one of the requirements of using the SRF funds, the loan funds, which again is the centerpiece of of the funding, is that it has to be used on what would be considered eligible public infrastructure. Or said another way, if we fund those with the SRF, we need to own and operate those service laterals. That is a a, a quirky condition of the use of those SRF funds as a utility Owning all the individual service laterals creates kind of an unusual burden back onto the utility that, in our minds, is undesirable and we want to try to avoid. At the same time, however, we don't think that it's reasonable to expect all the individual property owners to pay for all these service laterals at $1.7 million. So the way we navigate that problem is we create a funding source for these service laterals that operates outside of the framework of the Clean Water SRF funding. And therefore no longer has that requirement that the town own it and that's why we're proposing to use existing lot funds to pay for those laterals so that we won't have to end up owning all these laterals but at the same time the property owners will not have to pay they'll be built as a part of the project looking at the use of future lot funds this little uh single bar chart that you see is the unadjusted debt cost to a single family home in the service area these are just the debt costs not including the user fees. So it's a little over $1,600 a year. For those of you that may not be familiar with typical wastewater rates and charges on municipal sewer systems, this is astronomically high. That's probably four to five times the state average. To make this project viable, we need to significantly reduce that. And the primary way that we would accomplish that is we would use future lot funds of $250,000 a year with voter approval to help reduce the amount of the annual loan payments that the users are responsible for. So the first thing that I wanna look at is what effect that has on the lot funds. Right now we currently generate about $1.4 million a year in lot funds. That's comprised generally of about 50% of what I would call big box retail and the rest of it would be other retail. The $250,000 represents about 18% of the total annual lot revenues, leaving 82% or about 1.15 million of lot funds available for other purposes, other public improvement projects as approved by the voters. So point being is we're using a minimal amount of our lot capacity on the sewer project to help make the sewer project more viable and more affordable. So just to kind of Summarize all of this in this table. We have a total project estimate that we're currently working with, which again is, is, is continuing to be refined, of about 13.6 million. We'll net off the $400,000 in loan subsidy funds, the 2.7 million in pollution control grant funding, the 1.7 million in upfront uh, lot funds to pay for the service laterals, which gets us down to a total loan amount of about 8.7 million. That yields an annual loan payment of around $390,000 a year. We apply $250,000 a year of lot funds to that, which brings it down to an annual loan payment to be funded by users of around $140,000, which equates to an annual user cost with single-family home of $374 a year versus the $1,610 or whatever was on that previous slide. One of the things that was really important to the select board relative to the lot funds was return on investment. So over the 30-year period, we're looking at a total of investment of about $9.2 million in lot funds for the Mallets Bay sewer project. So we've developed a a recovery plan to bring those monies back into the lot bucket, if you will. And if you think about that, when we look at full build-out of the Mallets Bay area, uh, we will need about 47,000 gallons of capacity, more than what the initial development would require. So with that in mind, we've developed a connection fee that would be charged against that future capacity when new development occurs after the sewer project is built. We developed the connection fee for single-family homes of $85 a gallon. That translates to a a cost to a single-family home of about $17,850. That's a high connection fee. But from our perspective, when you look at siting a new on-site system in Mallets Bay, even if it's viable, recognizing that due to the severe environmental constraints on a lot of the properties in inner mallets Bay, it's in some cases difficult to even put any type of a site or an on-site system there, regardless of the technology. But we know that those systems, which can range from you know, simplistic systems to more involved, uh, they range from ten to thirty thousand dollars to put in an on-site system, uh, depending upon the site and the technology. So when we look at the connection fee of seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty, it's within the range of what people will likely pay for an on-site system. We've also will have a connection fee that's applied to non-residential development. We want to promote non-resid- non-residential development in the Bay that's consistent with with the planning that's been done there that you folks have been working on and the rezoning. Uh, So that connection fee will be $17 a gallon, but it will have a minimum of the same that a a single-family home would pay, which is the $17,850. Taking all that, combining it all together, factoring in an annual inflation rate of 3%, these connection fees and other debt revenues are expected to generate approximately $9.2 million over 43 years, at which point all of the lot investment is recovered, returned to the lot bucket, and available for other public improvement projects going forward. That's in addition to the 82% of lot capacity that's left that I showed on a previous slide. So I think the the point here is, is that the Mallets Bay sewer project, while it's relying heavily on the lot funds, is not depleting the lot funds such that they're not available for other needs. Why is that important? For those of you that have viewed our five-year capital program, uh, we'll, it'll be coming back around in uh, a month or here, month or so for approval by the board. So if you haven't seen it, you'll have another shot to see it. We have what are called back-of-the-book projects or candidate projects. We have over $110 million worth of projects that have been identified that there is not funding for. So there's a lot of public improvements that people are interested in seeing, community center, for example. Okay, so that's, that's kind of the debt cost. Uh, now I want to jump over to the O&M costs. These are much more, uh, much more simplistic, um, so I won't spend anywhere near as much time on them. But what we're proposing here is to use kind of an integrated rate strategy, uh, looking at both the fixed and variable costs within the sewer systems and, and simplistically combining the two sewer systems, our existing system and the mallet space system, into one system, combining them not only physically but financially. And so what we end up with is a projected total annual O&M budget of about $1.3 million. We're anticipating about 127 million gallons of flow a year, produces uh, an O&M rate of 0.01, which to a single family home means about $364 a year. And incidentally, that that O&M rate of of 0.01 per gallon is virtually identical to what the o- existing O&M rate is on the existing town sewer system, which is, I, w- I was pleased to see that uh, so that we have some uniformity in the rate structure between the two different service areas. So taking all that, uh, we end up with a total annual sewer cost to a single-family home served by the Mallets Bay sewer, inclusive of both debt and operating of around $738 a year. That stands in comparison to about $658 a year, which is what you would pay Uh, if you lived in a single-family home that was served by the existing town sewer system. So it is uh, is a little bit more expensive, not a lot. We're continually checking to see that we have what we believe is project affordability. And for that purpose, we've kind of created a definition of what we think that is, and I have it on the screen here. It's total annual sewer cost to a single-family home that are comparable to the annualized cost of an average on-site system in Mallets Bay. So again, we don't want this municipal sewer project to cost property owners any more than what they would pay if they were on an individual on-site wastewater system. We've come up with a number of ways of kind of testing that and I'll, I'll share one of them with you here in this graphic. What we've done here is we've taken the on-site wastewater cost range, including maintenance, so this is both capital cost to construct, and to maintain, and it's a range because it could be any type of a system. It could be anywhere from a $10,000 to a $30,000 system. And we look at that over the 30-year useful life of that system, and we come up with a range of around $12,000 up to $32,000 to own an on-site system in Mallards Bay. If we take that projected $738 a year uh, to be on the municipal system, by that same number of years, it comes out to around $22,000, which kind of strikes right in the middle of that range. It tells us that we're, it's not an exact analysis, but it tells us we're within the range of being comparable to what it would cost if you were being served by the on-site system. Jump to one kind of final area here. Uh, This is the the capacity analysis or wastewater capacity with the question being, okay, where does the capacity come from? I can tell you that the treatment uh, strategy is through the South Burlington plan, as I mentioned before, South Burlington does not currently have additional capacity to provide to Colchester to serve Mallets Bay. However, Colchester already has significant reserve capacity in the South Burlington plan. So we have our own capacity. We don't need to go looking for more. We have our own that we can consider using. And with that in mind, when we take a look at our existing service areas that are shown on the left part of the screen here, the sub area that has the most wastewater allocation is the growth center or severance corner. So that's a logical place to look, and so that's where we did look. Going over to the, to the, uh, the matrix on the right, we currently have around 52,000 gallons of capacity connected. So that, in essence, is the development that you have currently on the southwest quadrant. That's what it's using is 52,000. So you can use that as a visual in your head that that level of development consumes approximately that amount of capacity. The developers at Severance Corners are currently holding another 61,000 gallons of what we refer to as committed unconnected capacity. So this is additional capacity they own above and beyond what's connected that they have available already to them for additional development. And then on top of that, the town holds 225,000 gallons of reserve capacity specifically for the growth center. You've got 286,000 gallons of capacity with 52,000 associated with with the development to date. So it begins to bring things into scale. What's the takeaway? There's a lot of capacity there. If we look at future conditions, again, we know we have a bank, so to speak, of 286,000 gallons to work with. If we look at the uh, existing level of development in the Mallet Space service area, it would require around 79,000 gallons of capacity. The future build-out over the next 40 years would require about another 38,000. If we look at Severance Corners and look at the historical growth trends that have been taking place there and project those forward 40 years, we're estimating that it will require another 168,000 gallons of capacity for the next 40 years at Severance Corners, which leaves about 1,100 gallons left. Numerically, it works. I think one of the important things to understand about this example and this exercise is you'll notice in the heading over this matrix, the capacity analysis are based on EPR values. EPR stands for Environmental Protection Rules, and it's those rules that determine how much capacity is needed for different types of development. For safety purposes, those numbers are extremely conservative which makes this analysis extremely conservative. Give you a a more real life example. The EPRs would indicate that a single family home requires 210 gallons per day. We know, uh, based on flows from existing properties, that the actual flows are more like 160 gallons per day. So that's the conservativeness. When you look at this analysis, that looks pretty promising in terms of being able to move that capacity from severance corners in all likelihood, it's probably much rosier than, than what it appears here. And this appears pretty pretty good from, by my eye. You know, for the Mallets Bay sewer project, uh, one of the tasks that the Board of Sewer Commissioners would need to do, AKA select board, just wearing a different hat, uh, is they would transfer about 117,000 gallons of sewer capacity from Severance Corners to Mallets Bay to serve the Mounts Bay area. So this is just a quick look at the current project schedule uh, we're about uh, a little less than halfway down the page here where it says 30% design. That's where we are now. We're coming out of conceptual planning and advancing it to 30% plans. We're you know, in the process of developing updated construction estimates, doing field surveys, subsurface investigations. Uh, the next major milestone is a check-in with the select board sometime in December, uh, tentatively. We believe that's when it'll be. And it's in that time frame, perhaps a little later, maybe in January, where we'll really be looking for the select board to make a final decision on whether they want to advance this project to the voters in March of 2019 at town meeting. And so if we were to proceed on that schedule and they were to advance it and it were approved, we'd then go into final design and we project construction to begin uh, in the spring of 2020 and ending in the late fall of 2021. It'll be about a, about a two-year project. So that is a very quick overview uh, of the Mallet Bay Sewer Project.
0: So that's it for now. We encourage you to share this podcast with your neighbors and on various social networks. For more information on the town plan and meeting dates, check out Colchester's 2019 town plan website at tinyurl.com 2019 town plan. And sign up for our Thoughts on Thursday email service to receive additional content and surveys to help shape our community. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you at a meeting soon. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Lake Champlain Access Television. Find out more at lcatv.org.